0: Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. Very excited about what God is going to do in this place. So if you have your Bibles while you remain seated, the book of Isaiah, chapter number nine, we're going to jump to the Old Testament and then jump to the New Testament. Um, But I just, I feel... I know that God has a word for somebody tonight, because today I was feeling just kind of not my normal self. As most of you know, I'm pretty pretty positive, upbeat guy, um, but today I was not feeling very great, uh, just emotionally, and I, I, I went to prayer, and when you're not feeling great, it's good to go to God in prayer. Uh, that is a That's a great place to start. And I said, God, what, what, is, what is this that I'm feeling? I said, you know, I don't, don't quite understand it. And God, is, God spoke to me and he said, you are fear, feeling the weariness right now of my people. So I know that God has a word for somebody tonight because I'm, I just know God's going to do something. So book of Isaiah chapter number 9, it states, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. The wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. And on the throne of David, over His kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The book of Luke, chapter number 2. Starting at verse number 8, a very familiar passage this time of the year, it states, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, This will be, he is born, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a sound, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go over to Bethlehem. And see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made, it, made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Now let me hear you say, but Mary. Treasured up all these things, pondering them in their heart. And the shepherds returned, let me hear you say glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And for a few moments tonight, I want to preach the weary world rejoices. The weary world rejoices. This word weary appears 41 times in the King James Version. It is this idea that we can get weary from time to time. If you've ever been weary, you don't have to lift your hand, but we, I would be willing to bet that 99.9% of this room has experienced a time where you have been weary. Perhaps in your spirit, perhaps physically, whatever it may be, I would be willing to bet that everybody has felt weary from time to time. There comes those moments in your life where you don't know what to do, you don't know where to turn to and you feel weary. But the book of Galatians tells us, do not grow weary in well-doing. You shall reap if you faint not. And we know that that story, and we love that, and we cling to that verse whenever we're feeling weary. However, we look throughout the Bible, and we see this narrative that there were times when God's children were weary. All the way back to when Moses goes to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt, they were weary with the oppressive taskmasters that were the Egyptians. Throughout the Old Testament, we see it again as the Israelites fall in and out of relationship with God, that when they were out of relationship with God, there was weariness. And when God was trying to bring them to some parts new, there was typically weariness because when God takes you to something new, there's always a stretching that is involved. But it would seem that what was happening in the history of Jesus' birth is pretty close to what we are experiencing today. You see, we, we think, and sometimes I place myself in the Bible, and I think that just because Jesus didn't have a cell phone, that there's no way he could ever understand the worries and the ails that we go through in life. We think just because old brother Peter didn't know what was happening on CNN or Fox News that he had no idea how to experience the weariness that we experience. However, let me set the narrative for you of Jesus' birth. There were high taxes and expensive costs of living. Check. There was oppression of God's people. Check. There were heavy religion. Check. There was immoral times. Check. And there were somebody and a group of people that were looking for the Messiah. Check. Sounds kind of like where we're living today. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for the Messiah to come again. I'm waiting for the day when I hear that trumpet sound and we get up out of this place and forever we're walking on streets of gold and living in a place where we cry holy, where we worship, where we're with the 24 elders. Whatever it is that you're looking forward to heaven, that's the day that I'm looking forward to they were weary times. You see, it was a dark time. It had been over 400 years since the completion of the Old Testament that we know it was at this time. It was dark. There were times where the last few books and the last few times that they had heard were judgment and prophecy. It was appearing as if the church or the people that were looking for the Messiah could be growing weary. You see, They tell us that it was over 700 years from when Isaiah wrote those words that there will be somebody that is born, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, that it was over 700 years until something happens. I don't know about you, but I'd grow pretty weary of looking for a Messiah. Now granted, none of us probably would have been 700 years old, but if we spent our whole lives looking for something and never seeing it come to fruition, we probably could have grown a little weary. And so. I can assure you that the narrative that we see, that when Jesus is born that night or that day, as Dr. Barry ruined all of our theology last Wednesday night about the Christmas story, whatever it was, we understand that there was weariness that was involved. And I feel in the Holy Ghost tonight that perhaps there are some of us that are just weary in our spirit. We've been praying, we've been sowing, we've been seeking, we've been wondering where God is or when he's going to do this, and we just haven't seen the answer quite yet. Or perhaps we have gotten to the point where we're saying, man, I've, some people have hurt me or people have said things and it's caused some spirit in our lives to just, to just be weary of trying to do the will of God. Perhaps some of us have faced persecution from friends or from family members and we've been trying to live a holy and a separate lifestyle, but it seems that at every single term we're just getting beat down and we feel weary. But I've come to tell somebody tonight that when you feel weary, when you feel like there is no hope, that just down the road there's a Savior who's waiting to step onto the scene if we can just keep going if we can just put one foot in front of the other and say, God, maybe today it's only a half inch that I get to move forward. Maybe today, God, I just get to shuffle my feet just a little bit, but God, I'm reaching towards you. I'm making my way towards you because I know that when the weary world rejoices that there's always a Savior on the other side. You see, we jump into this account that is found in Luke where something has began to shake in the spirit world. You see, the enemy catches wind of this encounter with Mary and the angel, and he stirs up the heart of Herod. And he tries to wipe out this thing that is Jesus before it even begins. And I'm not going to rehearse that entire story of the wise men, but we know that, there is, that Herod was up to no good. But then the spirit world is once again awakened. We see this one night. And it begins to make some noise, but this time, instead of an evil tormentor, it is the angel, the host of the Lord, coming down to shepherds and saying that there was a Messiah that has made his way onto the scene. And all of a sudden, no doubt in my mind, in heaven there was a party and in hell there was fear and there was trembling because they knew that they did not stifle the Messiah. They knew that they could not stifle it. But this night there was something that was about to be celebrated. No doubt in my mind that that next morning after Jesus was born, that there was a difference in the air in Bethlehem. No doubt in my mind, I believe, and I I can't wait till we get to heaven so that we can check this out, but I believe that there was a rabbi who was searching all his life for the Messiah that just knew the next morning that that weariness that he had was all of a sudden lifted off of him. I believe that there was somebody who was saying, you know what, if I can just see Messiah, if I can just experience Messiah just one time, I know that everything is going to change. And I believe that that next morning after Jesus was born, that there was something different that was happening in the spiritual world. And so we see that perhaps
1: we can place ourselves in these shoes where we're wondering, when will I see my prayers answered?
0: When will I see the things that God has promised me? When will I see Messiah for myself and in my life and God do what only he can do in my life? And perhaps tonight you've walked in here with weary arms and weary hands. And it might be a struggle to lift your hands. It might even be a struggle to find yourself in a place of prayer. It might even be a struggle to say, God, I I, I just need you
1: there. And we feel weary.
0: But here is the great news that what the weary world was experiencing there was about to be the greatest miracle that we have seen that was to be the savior god himself in the flesh of the virgin birth who would step onto the scene and change everything you see one encounter with jesus changed lives all across everywhere he went and all of a sudden the weary world began to rejoice because there was something that had shifted you see the weary world had hope
1: for the first time in a long time. The shepherds show up, and
0: I love the, I, I love the Bible. Like, there's a lot of great stuff in there. And I, I really love the way that God spoke to these writers, and they just wrote and penned it what God gave them. And I love this story because here we see the shepherds show up, and they are given a word to go. And to seek out this babe and to praise him and to, to worship him, and to, they're, they're given a word. And sometimes, let me, just, let me just tell somebody this isn't in my notes, but all you need is a word from God sometimes. Maybe it's just a word to keep you going, maybe it's just a word to let you know that he's still there, but all you need sometimes is just a word. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. The shepherds show up here, and they they do what they are told to do. And, again, this is, they're here to worship, and they're here to glorify, and they're here to praise. And they're here to do it, and they get down, and they are told to do this. And all they are doing right now is is coming to a baby who has known nothing but dirty diapers, eating, and sleeping. That's it. This baby, at this point, up until this moment, has done nothing for nobody. He's simply shown up. They don't know Him as the Savior. They don't know Him as a Redeemer. They don't know Him as a Healer. They don't know Him as a Waymaker. But they know that He is the Messiah. And sometimes, and this is where I feel to tell somebody tonight, sometimes we've been sitting here and God has just been saying, you know what, if you could just show up and worship me for who I am, you can begin to worship me for all that I've done. They didn't know him as a way maker yet, but they knew that he was the Messiah. So they said, you know what, we're just going to show up and we're going to do what we're told. And we're just going to worship him for who he is. He is the wonderful counselor. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting father. And they said, we're just going to worship him for who he is. I can tell you this much. Some of the greatest moves of God in my life have not been when I've been praying for a miracle, have not been when I've been praying, thanking God for all the things that he done, has done for me, but I've just simply been thanking God for who he is. When I can get into the presence of God and I can thank him for who he is, something begins to shift in the atmosphere. I can't explain it, but I know that every time I've ever needed a touch from the master, I begin to thank him for who he is, and he steps on the scene. They thanked him. They praised him for being Messiah. And I'd like to think, and I don't have Bible for this, but I, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask what happened to those shepherds. Because I'd like to think that they were there, and they said they kept their eyes on that Jesus as he grew up. I'd like to keep it in my mind and think that as he went to the cross, they said, I knew there was something special about him when I worshiped him as the Messiah, and there he is. as the. Messiah, the Redeemer, the Creator, the one who went to Calvary for me. I don't know, but all I know is that every time when I begin to worship him for who he is, I get a fresh vision of Calvary every single time. I get a fresh vision of that manger every single time. I get a fresh vision. Because I know that no matter how weary I am, I can begin to rejoice because of who he is. When we praise him for who he is. We
1: get what he is.
0: The first encounter we see of someone worshiping the Messiah was not for what he'd done,
1: but simply who he is.
0: You see, there are times in our lives, and we're sitting here, and we might be tonight, where you are struggling to pray, you're struggling to worship, and you're not quite sure where God is. I'm going to give you some attributes of who he is that you can begin to pray. I'd put these in your prayer journal. I'd put these in there because, whenever he, when, again, whenever I need something from God, I just, I just simply begin to thank him for who he is. You see, God is infinite. He is self-existing. He is without origin. You need something to pray, pray. Great is our Lord, found in Psalms 147 and 5, abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. This is who he is. You want to praise God for something? Praise that he never changes. He is the I, the Lord. Do not change so you the descendants of Jacob are not destroyed. Found in Malachi 3 and 6. We can find in Psalms 33 and 6. It says by the word of the Lord the heavens were made their starry host by the breath of his mouth. Praise him for being the creator. Praise him for being the one that saw you from the very beginning of time and said God you know what? You knew I would mess up. You knew there would be mess in my life but you still chose to love me. Thank you, God, for being a loving God. Thank you, God, for being a redeeming God. Thank you.
1: He's all-knowing. Isaiah
0: 46 and 9 tells us. He's omnipresent. Psalms 139. If you need to pray, if you don't know what to pray, just go to the Psalms. There's lots of great stuff there. 139 and seven states, where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. Behold, I know that at the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, that your hand will lead me and your hand will lay hold of me. He's everywhere that you go, whether it's good in the mountaintop or bad in the valley. He is there. This is one of my favorite things to pray is that He is a faithful and unchangingly true God and that His mercies are new every single morning. Great is Thy faithfulness. Revelations 4 and 8 states, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. You can praise Him for being holy. Habakkuk 3 and 4 states His radiance is like the sun, His rays flashing from His hand. There is hiding of His power. God is glorious. There is no hiding of how great and majestic He is.
1: You see, in my life, when I got a fresh vision of the Messiah, everything changed. When you get a fresh vision, Of that baby that was born innocent, knowing
0: that his whole life would point towards Calvary. And I don't, you don't, they they tell you this and I, somebody told me this right before we had kids and I kind of laughed at them. They said, didn't laugh at them, but I said I didn't understand what they were saying. They said, "You you, you think you understand God's love now, but when you have a kid, you can truly understand how great it is that he sent his only son to die for you and for me. And I couldn't quite understand that until you have a kid and you're holding that baby in your arms and you're saying, I I don't know how I could send this one to die for the sins of the world who may never love them. And when you get a fresh vision of the Messiah, the weary world can begin to rejoice because you say, you know what, no matter how weary I may get, No matter how hard it may be at times to lift my hands and to praise him for who he is, I know that he still
1: deserves it all.
0: And I've come to tell somebody tonight that the enemy has beat you down. It might be hard to just worship in service. It may be hard to just lift your hands. And you're feeling weary this time of the year. Weariness
1: comes out during the holidays. All kinds of stuff comes out
0: during the holidays that you didn't know you had inside. (laughs) And the reason is, is there's holidays, there's family involved, and if your family's not great, there are things that, that present themselves. But it's the end of the year, and you look back over, what did I accomplish this year? And weariness can set in very, very, very quickly. And in this narrative that we see that is found of Jesus and his birth, I looked in my life, and as I was preparing for this message, I I looked in my life of where it was that I had that encounter with Jesus. Where did I meet the Messiah for the first time that I knew that I would forsake everything and just praise him for who he is? And I'll never forget, there was a time in my life where I I knew that I, I knew I had a call of God on my life. I knew I, I wanted to worship God. I knew I wanted to praise God the rest of my life, but I was weary.
1: Or the youth group that I grew up in, in one summer I lost eight friends that backslid and left the church. Oh,
0: I was weary. I'll never forget, I showed up to a service and I, I just got there for pre-service prayer and I put myself on the altar and I said God I said I'm staying
1: but I'm going to need your strength right now God I'm I'm committed but God I'm feeling weary and I was hurt I was I was upset I was I was
0: I was mad at them for choosing the world over God I said I, I don't know how you could do this Because in my mind, I was ready. But that night, that service,
1: I saw Jesus in a way that I never saw him before. And I'd be lying if I told you that God spoke to me and gave me a thundering voice. No, He took me back to that seat of an innocent baby. He said that
0: there is a night where the weary world is going to rejoice. And that night, my world was shattered. It changed upside down because I had a fresh vision of the Messiah. I knew that if I could just praise him for who he was, that the rest of it would begin to come. I didn't need to praise him as a creator. I didn't need to praise him as the Savior. I just needed to praise him that he was God. And that night changed my life forever. You know what? And you sometimes, people ask me, why do you worship the way? You don't want to know why I worship the way I worship? Because the Bible says that the shepherds extolled him and they praised him. That word praise means jubilant, excited worship. The shepherds didn't come there all meek and lowly and say, woe is me. No, 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 no. They came and they said that you are the Messiah. And what I just saw with the host of angels, you know what? I'm going to get exuberant. I'm going to worship you because there is something that happens when the weary world begins to rejoice. And perhaps tonight you just need a fresh vision of who he is. The enemy has told you that there is no way, there is no hope, that this world is too chaotic, there is nothing, and the enemy has convinced us that we can't lift our hands, we can't worship, but I wanna challenge somebody tonight and the Holy Ghost that if you can just get your praise, if you can just get your worship back for who he is, I can assure you that God will step onto the scene and you'll begin to experience God in a whole new way and you'll say, God, I might've been in this all my life, but when you get that vision of a savior robing himself in flesh, and saying, you know what, I'm coming to live just like you lived. I'm coming to face the same things that you faced. The Christmas story takes on a whole new meaning. It's not just something cute that we sing about, but we say, you know what, it was Messiah roving himself in flesh so that the weary world could rejoice.
1: (sighs) Now, I
0: know you're thinking the weary world rejoices is not in the Bible. Very fair. I understand that. Just happens to be my favorite Christmas song
1: and happens to be three, four words that I love very much together. But the principle is still there that on that night something changed. And I feel that when God stepped onto the
0: scene, when Jesus came down, these, these shepherds, They just kept following the signs. Now, here's here's a novel idea. They had never, I can assure you that they had never had a host of angels just come speak to them. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I just don't think that they did it because this was something special. The Bible says that they were in fear. If this was normal for them, I don't think that they would have been in fear. But this is is something different. And they said, we're just going to follow after. And tonight, I've come to encourage somebody. You've been seeking. You've been wondering. And this Christmas season and perhaps this holiday season from Thanksgiving on, you felt weird.
1: But if you just keep following who he is,
0: on the other side of that is the greatest miracle that you might ever see. Now, I know it's Wednesday night and perhaps some of us are a little worn down from the week. But I believe that it doesn't matter if you're here, you're watching online, that where you're at, God can do a miracle. Because the greatest miracles happen when we begin to just praise him for who he is. You see, the greatest part about the Christmas story, in my mind, was the fact that the Savior robed himself in flesh, and here God is from the portals of heaven looking down, and he says, you know what, I get to watch this. He knows exactly what's going to happen, but he knew every life that was going to be impacted because the shepherds, the Bible says, they told, and there were people there that heard this, and Mary heard it, and the Bible says she treasured what they were saying. And Mary, I'm sure as she's watching Jesus on the cross, is thinking back to that night where the shepherds are telling her and giving her the word that was given to them. And she says, you know what? This was worth it. It may be painful now, but this is going to change mankind. And so tonight, as the musicians come,
1: I believe that perhaps tonight could be the changing of someone's life. You see, I don't know about you, but
0: there is a day that is coming. And we know the story, and I talked about it earlier, but in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16, it says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now it says, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. If you're feeling weary and you need to just rejoice, let me just tell you what the Bible says. It says to comfort one another with these words. The reason that we get to maybe still get excited in the weariness and still get excited in the valley is because for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel. But then we're going to be caught up together with those that have gone on before us in the air. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Then I'm reminded that well, the world is dark and Messiah is coming. And we feel perhaps that the squeeze is being put on the church and that things are immoral and things continue to spiral out of control. But let me just comfort you with these words. The Messiah is coming again. <laughs> we may have lost loved ones and we may... Have family members that have gone on before us, but let me just comfort you with these words: the Messiah is coming again. We may not have seen prayers answered yet, but let me just comfort you: the Messiah is coming again. You see, the Bible says that the heaven, the angels in heaven, rejoice when one repents. If the angels can rejoice when someone repents, imagine what the church can do and how we can begin to shift this weary world when we see somebody baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. I believe that we can begin to see the weariness begin to lift off of God's people because we are about our Father's business, the weary world is about to rejoice like never before as we stand tonight. And I believe that we are about to see the coming of this Messiah. But in my heart tonight, I've come to encourage somebody that you just feel weary. And you are wondering and you're saying, I just... I need an encounter with the Messiah tonight. Those shepherds had probably had a long day. And probably the last thing they wanted to do was get woken up in the middle of the night or be bothered to say, hey, it's time to move. This altar call is gonna be a little different if you are just, just in need, and I'm not if you just want to feel and have a new encounter with the Messiah, that's I want you to come forward tonight because I believe that God's about to meet us here. Because the weary world is about to rejoice. If you've been wondering and you've been saying it might be hard in my life, and I just don't quite understand why I'm at where I'm at, I want to encourage somebody tonight that you're about to experience a Savior. been in church my whole life so have I but every once in a while it's good to just find yourself worshiping him for who he is praise God praise God let's just lift our hands right now let's just begin to lift our voices right now hallelujah just begin to thank him for who he is not for what he's done in your life but just who he is Thank him for being omnipotent. Thank him for being omniscient. Thank him for being the one that saw you, that He's he looked past your faults. miracle of the Christmas story would be continued on the day of Pentecost because it was that day that they repented and were baptized in Jesus name and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and their sins were washed away they no longer had to go to the high priest but they were able to encounter Jesus inside of them and I have just come to tell somebody tonight that maybe we just need a fresh vision of who and how great he is So one more time, let's just lift our hands and lift our voice all across this place. And let's just thank him for who he is tonight. God, you're so good, oh God. You are the lifter up of my head. You God, there is none beside you, there is none greater than you. Come on, that night that He was born, something changed in the spirit world, and this night, tonight, something can change in your.